0: Welcome back to the latest edition of the River Report. I am your host, Jake Summersheim, and with me I've got two very special guests. Recurring guest, Anthony Freddy, and we got a first-timer over here. Eric, why don't you introduce
1: yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Eric Schweizer. I'm the soccer beat reporter here at the Vedette.
0: Yeah, i giving Eric his first chance in the studio, uh, but we got plenty of ISU athletics to talk about. <coughs> uh, women's basketball is set to take on Southern later today, not too far away from it. Um, they're ranked number 25th in the country right now, a tough task for ISU, but they took them down last year at home while they were ranked again. Um, Anthony, you're the women's beat reporter. What, what are you expecting out of this? Yeah, you
2: mentioned, I think they're taking on Missouri state who's uh, number 25 in the AP poll. But as you mentioned, it's going to be a tough matchup for them. Um, especially it's going to be, it's going to be the first of five tough games for them. We got two at home against Missouri State, then two at home against Drake, and then on the road against Bradley. Missouri State's going to be tough, especially since they're ranked, as you mentioned. We were able to beat them on the road, or at home, excuse me, um, last year, when uh, back when we had fans, um, and that was a huge win for them, so this is going to be crucial for them. I think the way they've been playing, um, definitely have got to make some changes from Southern Illinois. They were held to without a three-pointer in that game, so they've got to be able to move the ball outside, try and get something going, and just play, just like take care of the ball, don't want to turn it over because they had a chance to try and tie the game late, but um, ended up being a turnover.
0: One thing I'm looking at is this is definitely the hardest five-game stretch the Redbirds have had this year. They play the number one team in the conference, they play the number two team in the conference, and then they play the the team they're tied with for third in the conference in Bradley. This is going to be a tough task for them for sure, but basically this is the road they're going to have to go through if they want to prove themselves before the hoops in the heartland and um, before that tournament if they want to you know, make the, the big dance.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a crucial five games for them. Like you said, we're tied with Bradley, so if we can win – I'd say three or four of those five games we can put ourselves in a good position, get a top two seed so that we can, um, as you mentioned, get ourselves in a good position for Hoops in the Heartland, because it seemed really promising last year that we were going to make a big run, but then the pandemic happened, so they, the tournament was canceled, so they're hungry to get back, and as you mentioned, get, return to the big dance.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a big note that uh, last year's game, or tournament was canceled, excuse me, and They're fighting to get back there this year. I know they all want it. They're all trying to get back. Um, Missouri State will for sure be the toughest task. Not really any home field advantage this year, unlike last year. Um, They're just going to have to be on. for They can't really make any mistakes this year. Eric mentioned before we sat down that they haven't scored less than 60 points this year. You're going to have to try to get them under that mark, I'd say, if you want to have a
2: chance to win. And it's going to be tough uh, to stop them, especially um, with the Lady Bears. They've got um, dual threats in scoring. Bryce Caleb and Jasmine Franklin, they both are averaging over double figures in scoring. Caleb's got 15.2 points per game, and Jasmine Franklin's got 10.3. So if we can hold them to a low-scoring game like we did to Laisha Petrie, then we can give ourselves a better opportunity to beat them for the second straight time.
0: I'll say I don't think their momentum looks that good going into this game, though. They're fresh off a 43-41 to loss, which that's—I don't know how you're going to accept a loss in the 40s. That's that's a tough one to take. Um, they won the first game 57-50, so, I mean, their scoring's been down the last couple games. It, like I said, defensively they're going to have to stay strong. Paige Taylor, Lexi Kadelka are going to have to step up. I think Juju Redmond, of course, has been a constant leader. Expect her to,
2: you know, do something good down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, especially with the game they had in the second game, Lexi Kadelka had such a strong first quarter. She had twelve points, and then she was just virtually shut down the remaining three quarters, and that like proved to be it. They had a 10-point lead heading into halftime, and then once Southern Illinois took it, ISU just dug themselves too deep a hole, deep of a hole that they couldn't come back from.
0: That was the alarming thing to me that they, you know, had that lead going in and then they just wasted it away. Um, moving on, though, we've got some more ISU sports to talk about. Let's switch over to the men's side. It's been rough lately. Six-game losing streak um nothing going right they they face off against southern illinois which realistically speaking they could win i guess i mean i i don't know i don't i don't have very high hopes to be honest i've been too negative this year but it's been it's looking
2: really rough right now i were you at the game on uh, saturday um the home game against missouri state i was not i, w- I watched a little bit of it um But, yeah, it's just they're struggling and there's not really a ton of, like, positives you could really take out. I mean, we're inexperienced and we're just playing like that. We're not really moving the ball as a team and playing smart. We've got to take care of the turnovers. Coach Miller mentioned that at at the beginning of the season. That is something they have to take care of um, if they really want to stay in this game. Like Missouri State, they had some sharpshooters. I think it was, like, Ritter – that like just came out and just kept shooting threes and the rubbers just couldn't stop them from the perimeter. So with Southern Illinois, I mean, the only chance they have is because Marcus Damask isn't playing because he's injured. But if we're playing the way we usually do, that ain't going to happen.
1: Um, one thing I noticed when I was at the game last Saturday was that uh, they just weren't, they'd bring it within one and then they just go away. They'd miss everything. I think Mahorkic had like, three or four wide open shots that he just missed which would have tied the game and i think it, even given the redbirds the lead about like 5 minutes left um they just kind of went away when they needed to be there they stuck around in the first half of last week's game and then they got burned by Isaiah Mosley at the beginning of the first half i think he he had 7 in the first half and then going into the second half he like scored their first like 10 points for the the bears and they just did not have an answer. They started playing really bad defense late with like 5 minutes left when you need to be ready to go, like you need you're close, you're within one point and then they just they let them go on a run and they couldn't recover.
0: Yeah, something that I've been hearing a lot from the players and I heard this from Muller after Saturday's game. That they they're just you know, they haven't had any close games within five minutes this year, even their wins. They've been leading by a comfortable amount. They they don't know how to, you know, get down to the wire and, uh, you know, finish it off. It's just – it's unfortunate because this team is talented. I, I can't deny that. I, DJ Horn and Tony Reeves are both special guards. Dusan Horchik has shown at times he can play, but they are just not doing it on the court anymore. And, you know, you hear from Mueller that they look good in practice all the time. They look about as good as they get, but then he says they get on court and they don't play well. What's the problem then?
2: I mean. And uh, one interesting thing I want to bring up, you probably saw it if you were at the second game. Dedrick Boyd, after the game, he was so disappointed. He was out there just in his street clothes putting up shots. Yeah, I, did you see the picture from Jim Benson's Twitter? I did, yeah. He was just, like, sitting on the edge of the basket, just, mm-hmm. just devastated. I mean, what do you think that says about, like, the kind of person he is and, like, where he wants this team to go?
1: Um, I'd say he's – I think he's ready. Like, he, he's been practicing, he's been putting in the work, and it just does not go on the court. Like, they've been getting open shots. They just don't hit them. Like, during both games last week – they had open shots and they just did not especially in the first game the first game was very winnable they had many open shots and then they kind of went away from passing the ball they started just trying to do it was like a two man thing like they they would only pass the ball like once or twice on drives and it, it really showed at the end of games but i could tell dedrick boyd was just in a funk like he he shot he shot the ball quite a bit he just could not get much to fall for him he had a couple threes early which was you could tell he was confident, and then it kind of just disappeared throughout the, the game. Yeah, it, I
0: think the this streak is really weighing on him. You, I mean, you could see it just by him, you know, going back out there, and it's really, maybe not just the streak. It it could be, you know, just him. He's been playing really poorly lately, like just very inconsistently. The last five games, he's put up zero points, five points, two points, nine points, zero points and this is this is a guy everyone you know he's the the oldest player that was on the team last year he's one of the only juniors he's coming in you know he's an offensive weapon struggles defensively but now he he's not providing that spark off the bench that he was because earlier this season Muller was talking about how um, important he was off the bench as that you know that six score as that you know six weapon but if he can't score, what I don't know what he's bringing to the table anymore because defensively, we he's been weak for the last two years, very weak. Um, I don't know. He's going to have to figure it out. Josiah Strong, he's another older guy, just came back, put up 14 points in his first game since injury. said he was only at 60%. Um, they need to get him back. They, they went three games without him, and it just – did not go well. Um, five games left until Arch Madness. We got a pair of matchups from Missouri or oh, Southern Illinois, excuse me, and we hit the road for Bradley and then two against Northern Iowa. I I think we could lose every game for the next five games, but I, I we could also win every game for the next five games. Real like Southerns without Marcus DeMass, like you mentioned. They're going to be weaker. They're also um, the only team higher than I U C in the standings right now. Bradley, they'll be tough at home, but they have beat them before, and you UNI and has just been not good without A.J. Green this year.
2: Yeah, and just looking at the standings, as of now, we're in last by a game. We're 2-11 and in conference. Southern Illinois is a game ahead of us at 3-8, and um, and then – With the tournament, I think it's the bottom four teams they'll play, and it's Valparaiso, they've got that seven spot at four and seven, and then Bradley, they're six, that five and eight. So they've got to win a good portion of their games, or they're going to see themselves once again heading to St. Louis on Thursday.
0: They essentially need to win out, win one game at most, and hope that Valpo or Northern Iowa or Southern doesn't win, or all of them actually, so they can get and they need the Braves to lose, honestly. I don't see how they avoid a Thursday playing game. Like, there's zero chance I, I see them avoiding a playing
2: game. I mean, especially with Valpo, this will be interesting because they're coming off a high, beating undefeated Drake. No one saw that coming. We almost were able to take him down, but Valparaiso first seemed to beat him this season. So is this going to be their peak, and then they're going to tank, which could give us a chance, or are they going to build from here and just... Make it run because we saw them. They were the Thursday team last season that made it to Championship Sunday, ultimately falling to Bradley. I'm
0: pretty sure they were the first team to make it to Championship Sunday after being a Thursday team, right?
2: I think so. Yeah. Very hard to um, play four games in four days, let alone win them.
0: I mean, they only have four wins, but they're still better than I thought they'd be without Javon Freeman Liberty. I mean, I, I thought they would have been worse than ISU without him, but they're. They're pushing along a little bit. I mean, they had some cancellations, so I don't think they've have they fully... No, I don't think they've fully made up their schedule, have they? Looks like they're two games behind us. Yeah, they're a couple games behind everyone still. So. Um, yeah, a lot of exciting matchups to look forward to for the end of the season for ISU. Um, it'll come down to the wire. I'm predicting uh, Thursday playing a game, though. I, I will probably... If I... Was a betting man, which I'm not, because betting on sports is stupid. But that's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> um, if I was a betting man, I would I would bet on ISU keeping the tenth spot. They yeah. could move to nine though. Th- that's possible. I think that's well within reach.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just the way they're playing. Yeah. I don't really see him not getting a Thursday game. What do you think, Eric?
1: Ah. Uh, I mean, it's doable. Their their next five matchups, they beat Bradley. That's probably that should be their toughest game, but like you said, uh, Northern Iowa is not having a very good season, like at all. They have not. They've struggled. Um, so these are all winnable games. Will they win them? I don't think so. I think they could maybe win a couple. Possibly. They need to snap this losing streak. They need to go into go into the Arc Madness with some. Momentum, because I think they'll definitely need it if they are indeed a Thursday team.
0: I'll say if this losing streak goes to, um, I guess it'd be at 11 games by the time the first game for Arch Madness, they should just not even go to St. Louis at that point. I mean, you have to get at least one win over Southern. I think you'd have to get at least one win over You and I. You play You and I at home to finish the season. They just, I don't know. You can't, can't fall off. Last thing for men's basketball. What what do you predict their
2: their record is through the last five games? With the schedule that they've got, I say maybe. Uh, I mean, I could see them. I most likely going one and four somehow.
0: Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see them most likely going one and four, two or three of those.
1: Yeah. I think they can go two and three. I think they'll I think they'll take one of the two this weekend. And I believe they will take the first of the two against you and I. I don't think they'll win the last game of the season. I don't think they're clutch like that, but I fully expect them to at least win, go one and four if not two and three.
0: Yeah, they currently only have two wins in the conference, two and 11. Um, they've got an under 200 winning percentage for a conference game. One and eight away from Redbird Arena. Hey, they got their one win pretty early though. We didn't have to wait until the last home game of the or the last away game of the year for them to get it this year. Um, there is actually one more thing I want to discuss. Dan Muller can't win on the road. What's up with that? He's got I, I believe it's either six or seven wins in the last since the two thousand eighteen season when we had Malik and Phil and Keyshawn. They
2: just can't win on the road, and I
0: don't know why anymore.
2: Yeah, it just seems like ever since we first came to ISU, just they've been going downhill and just they got to figure out some way to try and win on the road. And they can't just say, oh, well, we don't have any fans. It's like, well, not a ton of fans are going to watch you on the road. Um, you might have a handful of them, but it's not like it's going to be majority Redbird fans like at Ohio State. Yeah. I mean – you can't go into these games thinking, oh, we're heavy underdogs. We got nothing to lose. Don't just, like, take it that way. Make make it seem like there are people out there that want you to win and play as if you don't play well. Mueller's going to give your scholarship to someone else.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to correct my stat. Over the last three years, they're 4-29 on the road. On the road. <laughs> So let me do some quick math real quick. That was, I just did that equation
1: so poorly. They've got an under 200 winning percentage. It just seems like Dan cannot coach under pressure, but it goes to the end of these games we've seen recently. Like, it's close. They just they go away. I mean, even this year, home games are like basically like a neutral site, right? Like, there's yeah. not many fans there. So this year you can't really use the excuse of, oh, we don't have many fans on the road. You know, you just you guys don't play well. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just the players, but I want to say it's a little bit of more on the coaching side. I don't know if he gets them prepared enough or if they just go into it thinking, oh, we're the underdogs. We don't really have that good of a shot. You got to have more confidence than that. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I really don't know what's, what's gone because that, that's just not very good.
0: Do you guys ever go on Illinois State men's basketball forums or the Redbird forums they have? Like, there's like, uh, like basically a subreddit community of ISU fans. What they've been talking about with Muller has been very interesting recently. Um, their thing is, they're saying either he's not giving them a a good mentality to go in he's not coaching them in the right way mentally or he's just not recruiting well which either way is you know a blight on Mueller's record um but we just spent like 12 minutes talking about men's basketball let's you know we got our soccer guy here um you know their IAC I was officially 0-1 correct yeah only one the season. They played two exhibitions, so three games total. Only one counted, though.
1: You want to say something about soccer? Um, I'd say so. They lost their first, nor- their first game at Marquette uh, last week, uh, last Wednesday, I believe. They lost two to three. You know, just not a great defensive performance by them. But they did win their exhibition game yesterday. Um, I believe it was an indoor game at in peaking because i would not want them playing outside in this weather but um yeah so next week they have another game uh the 20th so next saturday um against st louis on the road their first game at home will be the fifth against murray uh, missouri state excuse me um but yeah no i talked to their head coach on tuesday uh he was he was just talking about how awesome the group of women is. He's just like they're very the leadership. They're fired up. They uh they're following COVID guidelines. They're not going out. Like they're making sure they stay in, and he's just really proud of them. Um, I don't know. Just really fired up for the season. He he did reflect on the loss a little bit. Um, I I talked to him about a lot of stuff. We had a good conversation, but he he thinks he's still really positive for this season and. He was like, last year we were making a run, and the girls were really disappointed when the season ended up getting – wait, actually, that was last spring. But uh, he's like, they had some uh, early uh, graduates, like the goalie uh, Daniela uh, Gregas, I believe is her name, and uh, they graduated early last uh, winter so they could come here a semester early and prepare for the fall season. So they were pretty disappointed when it got moved back, but they are so excited. They want they're playing for each other. They're just really, uh, from what I gathered talking to her and to the coach, they're all playing for each other, and that's a good thing to see. Hopefully, that will reflect in the next game because Marquette, I believe, is a pretty good team. Yeah, I don't know a ton about them, but they're a pretty solid soccer team. So I think I think the ceiling's pretty high for this Redbird soccer team.
0: I mean they lost Kate Del Fava, who if, if you go off draft <coughs> rankings was the greatest player in M V C history. Oh yeah. If like she was the highest ranked drafter. If you wanna go off that MVC player there uh, giant loss, obviously. But they, it's not like they don't have, you know, a couple pieces I can't fill in. Abby Basler returned as a senior. Also another senior Ashley Santos returns. Santos had two goals against Marquette. She's played very well so far this year. Um, I don't know. I'm not really concerned about them. You know, you think you lose a talent like Keito Fava, and you and you think, man, they could really take a huge step back this year. But I don't, I don't know if they will. I mean, they played. They lost to Marquette, but Marquette's a very a solid program. They're probably <coughs> a step above ISU, to be honest.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely a step above probably. I would say that. But they also had, like, a big recruiting class. Mm-hmm. He said this was – one of his biggest freshman recruiting classes. So the ceiling's pretty high. It's a young team. Um, he said the leadership's great, which is really good to have that kind of, uh, <clears throat> that'll help them boost their status and I think have a really good season.
2: What have you seen um, from the goaltender play so far? Because uh, Haley Smith has been the one in for forum the past three years I've been here. Now she's graduated, so Who's been taken in that role and how do you think she's been
1: doing so far? Um, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I haven't covered the games yet. <laughs> that is true. I, He's I not home games. Yeah, true. Uh, so Ken would be more of the guy to talk about that. Um, I can I can figure that out really quick though. Um But I know I know the freshman goalie, she's actually a team captain as a freshman. So I, I got to talk to her about... Oh, yeah, you did interview her. How'd yeah. that go?
0: Did you just uh, say anything interesting? Don't give away too much, though.
1: I, I'll, I'll just say she was really happy. Like, she was fired up. She she loves the team. She loves the game. And that's that's really good to see. And, yeah, she was just really excited to talk, honestly.
2: <clears throat> Looks like in the one game that actually counted it was Priya Galan that was in it. Um. But as you mentioned, it should be interesting. As you said, they have a high ceiling. They have a lot of um, freshmen that they're going to be able to build off of so that when those seniors do graduate, then this freshman class can be that bulk team that um, Sylvie can build around and maybe make a run back into the tournament.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I think that's all we have for you. you guys have anything else you want to mention before we uh, hop off? I do not. Well, it sounds like that's it for us. Um, Be sure to follow along. All Illinois State Athletics at TheVedetteOnline.com. Follow our Twitter at the – no. Actually, yeah. Go ahead and follow at the underscore Vedette. But actually, the one I'm really caring about is go follow Vedette underscore sports. Um, Three more plugs. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Summersheim. I know you can't spell my last name, but it's in the description. Uh, What's your Twitter?
2: Anthony ferret our rsutees 6
1: Um, I believe mine is just my name, uh, at Eric Schweizer, S-C-H-W-E-I-Z-E-R, then a two at the end of it. Stay hoppers.